I want campy Star Wars back as well. Yeah. I miss the days when you could just have like a little Ewok just like vibing in the corner. Yeah. And you could have Anakin murdering a load of younglings. Oh. Light, light-hearted. Sort yeah, of. light-hearted family content. And yeah. trade routes. Don't forget the trade routes. And the think, horrible th- Chinese stereotypes. Yes, true. Yeah. Oh, God. Yeah, they were bad. How did they get away with that? I don't know. 2001. <laughs> 2001 time. was a thing. Should we do a podcast? Okay, let's do a podcast. Okay. Three, two, one. Hello weebs, new and old, and welcome to Gateway to the Anniverse, the podcast that aims to guide an anime novice through the weird, wide, and wonderful world of Japanese animation. My name is Sam, a self-proclaimed anime expert, and with me as always is our novice and co-host, Will. How are you Hello. this fine day, Will? <laughs> oh, I just absolutely peaked my mic. Um, I'm very good, yeah. Enjoy uh, I'm, I'm well. I'm re- yeah, I'm really excited to do this episode in particular. Uh, I've got oh, a lot to I've got a lot to say. I know you've been raving about it for um ages. Um for those of you that are new to the podcast, we talk about anime. Sam gives us a show, we discuss it, we talk about it, and we decide whether it gets in the universe. I look at it from the perspective of an outsider, someone who doesn't watch anime very much. Um and Sam watches uh, watches it from the point of view of a weeb, someone who is obsessed with anime, some might say, mm. and who lives and breathes the wide-eyed sparkly eyed <laughs> sparkly eyed <laughs> mechanical big breasted big even bigger sordid life yes and that's just the men um yeah so uh, <laughs> <laughs> this this week sam um i you, you we usually discuss any things we've been any things i've been keeping up on uh yeah I ha- have you been checking anything out recently anything on your uh list that you've been ticking off apart well, from maybe Korra? Uh, I haven't actually been watching uh, Korra, Legend of Korra, um, but, and I haven't actually been watching anything else. I, I was thinking about this question when I was making my notes and I was like, what did we watch last week? And I genuinely couldn't remember. Wow. And I think that, and I think that says a lot about why I didn't put that in the anniverse. Right. I couldn't remember. And and, and then even when you I remember, I was about like, Dress Up Darling. I, I could uh, remember. Makes, makes me sad. I know. I know. I could remember. A couple of key bits, but it took me a while to drag that information from, yeah. from the depths of my brain. Um, but no, I haven't been watching so... it. Yeah. Oh, that's a shame. But yeah, yeah, I guess you're right. When something is as kind of fluffy and there isn't that kind of big, there wasn't really a big wow moment in the first three episodes, I suppose. Like I love the no, show th- to bits, but oh, right, I yeah. see why it could kind of quite easily just flutter out of somebody's head. If you weren't like looking for that specific thing at the time. I also think I need to watch it and invest more in the characters. I think if I stuck with it and got into what these characters represent more and sort of looked at that dynamic and saw how the relationship evolved, I think I'd enjoy it a lot more. I think just with those first three, it was easy to just sort of let them drift out of my mind. Let them, let just forget. It's like, and another three episodes to the win. Um, but maybe we'll come back to that at a later t- later date. This week we're discussing a big Ooh. one, something that you've been really excited about recently. That keeps coming yeah. up in, the, uh, in our end segments where we talk about what we've been up to um, outside of the show. Um, we're watching eighty six, Sam. We are. We're watching eighty six. I'm so excited. <laughs> I'm, I'm honestly genuinely excited to see 
what your reaction to the whole thing has been. Okay. Okay. Um, I mean, it's 86, 86, right? That's, that's, that's what we call it. Cause it's. Yeah. Yeah. 86 in digits and then all capitals. 86. Is that, is that just to capitalize on search engines? People typing it in words and numbers. It's like, <laughs> yeah. It's like, okay, we're going to get all the hits. Yeah. Um, we're watching 86. Why would anyone want to watch this show, Sam? We need, we need, we need you to convince us or to give us, give us an overview as to why someone would watch this show. Well, 86 is a war drama based on a series of light novels uh, that are still currently ongoing. We are met with this apocalyptic, in some ways, world or this world that seems to be on the brink of ruin, but everything's hunky-dory. Don't worry about it. Just don't look beyond the curtain to the the higher class and the the upper echelons of society. Meanwhile, we get a, a valuable Echelon. look into the Echelon. echelons. Echelon? Echelon? Chameleon. Chameleon. Anyway, um, carry on. Meanwhile, we also get to see a, the other side of uh, the conflict and see the soldiers on the ground doing battle. So if you're into war stories or um, an idea of, I guess, stories that... D- observe classism and the difference between Mm. different levels of society then this might really appeal to you um also it's got giant robots in it that do battle with (laughs) other giant robots because the other thing that 86 is other than a war drama it is a mecha show so we're back with some good old-fashioned uh mecha anime it's by studio a1 who have known for doing their work on sword art online and other big uh isekai-ish properties usually so this is a Mm. nice bit of a change of pace they're known for taking on light novels and doing a good job and yeah it is an exciting oh and also the final point the soundtrack is by the legendary sourno himself with his big sourno drops so if you like any of that where do i know sourno from sourno you'll know him from attack on titan Oh, okay. Kabane of the Iron Fortress. And ah, yes. Yeah. Some Gundam stuff. So, yeah. Okay. If any of that sounds appealing, then maybe 86 will be the show for you. Okay. Let's get into pulling this apart. And boy, have I got some criticisms. Let's go. Mm. Debated. All right. Well, before we get into your criticisms uh, for 86, yeah. Yeah. I'd really like to hear. What's going on in these first three episodes? What is happening in the world of 8686? Okay. Uh, right. So I always I always miss the mark with these because I forget that it's the first three that were... Fir- I, need, I need the plot. Right. So what happens in these first three? It's the year 2148. Um, and as you've already said, we've got this city that's been... That's got a wall around it. Very Attack on Titan-ish. Just that, like... Or, you know, walled cities from the mid to late 17th century. All right. So, yeah. Okay. I'm, I'm just saying that walled cities existed before uh, Attack on Titan. <laughs> no, that's a very good point. Very good point. Um, however, this is definitely not the 17th century. Um, definitely This not. is uh, a high-tech city where um, everyone seems to be getting on peacefully, as you said. And there's a narrative going on that there is a war outside the wall that they are fighting with commanders on the inside of the wall and they are leading drones to mm-hmm. destroy things these cre- like metallic robots the robots but they look very mm. the, what's what's the word I mean, for that insectoid like, 
insectoid, yeah, insectoid robots, which they are fighting with other insectoid robots, drones, and mm-hmm. there have been no casualties. They emphasize this very clearly, and we all... It's ethical war. <laughs> it's an ethical war. We are doing nothing wrong. If anyone can take anything away, you guys in the public, in the street, just know that we are doing nothing wrong. Everything is we fine are here. totally the good guys. <laughs> Don't... Just ignore the fact that our flag has a skull on it. <laughs> are we yeah, the baddies? Well, <laughs> there is no war in uh Bassing Say. Bassing Say, I couldn't remember. I, yeah, there is there is no murder. There is no unethical Adenism. Um anyway, that's the narrative that they're pushing inside the war wall. Um when in reality they mm-hmm. all of their drones are manned by members of the eighty six who are a region outside of the wall who have been persecuted based on their hair colour originally, and they are now a society outside of the wall that have to man these machines, these juggernaut robots, the juggernaut robots, um, and go often go to their deaths. They're 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 Mm. led by the commanders inside the wall, um, and yeah, they're they're they live a life of simplicity. Effectively, they have very. So they live in barracks almost, um, yeah. and yes, yeah, survive outside there. And the first three episodes follow our two main characters. And I love, I love this from storytelling where you have your split narratives with one yeah. from alt- alternate perspectives. So you have, um, Lena or Lana? What was it? Um, Lena, Major Lena. Major, Major Lena. <laughs> she's a Major Lena. That, that, yeah. <laughs> you, um, Lena. <laughs> she's uh major lena is inside the wall she's the youngest ever major and mm-hmm. she is commanding the what was the name of their the fucking glory to the spearhead squadron <laughs> <laughs> hey, wow. did you see that written on the sign it's like because i don't, did you watch this in sub or dub uh dub i was very happy there was a dub for this Okay, super. Because I, yeah, um, in the sub, they throw around a lot of f bombs in the subtitles and like written oh. on the signs as well. So I wondered if that translated. But yeah, go on, uh, Major Lena. Yeah, Major Lena um, takes over this new this, the, the the base the best crew. Yeah, the, I can't, uh, the termino- the terminology is going to be. I'm going to butcher it. But like, yeah, the best group of people. <laughs> Yeah, the best squadron of 86. Like squadron. The most elite uh, pilots that um, are currently operating. Yeah. Um, so she takes over as, at the helm because her predecessors have all either killed themselves or retired or just got out of there because they're scared of the leader mm-hmm. who, or, or, the, or the leader has had some impact on them, who is Shin. Shin Nozen. Yeah, so Shin. Otherwise the Undertaker. Known, the Reaper or the Undertaker. Mm. yeah because he had those two names right is that the same yes. in, the, in the dub yeah so his call sign um is when the, he's piloting is the, is the undertaker. undertaker yeah but then but, the his group call him their reaper right yeah okay cool um and yeah he's a badass solemn sort of uh very subdued character who just goes about killing things and um everyone yeah. respects the shit out of him um yeah, where do you want to start with this? I mean, the, God, the Ooh. characters. Do we want to start with characters, or do we want to start with concept, or do we want to start with racism? Will oh, we could start with those, racism if you like. It's a bit those goddamn white-haired 
sons of bitches <laughs> who live in the capital. <laughs> Silverhead. In yeah. the in the sub, they they go out of their way to say that it's the white-haired people. Yeah, oh, right. yeah, yeah. Eighty-six strives for metaphors and allegories of the real world, and basically hits you over the head with them with a steel bat because yeah. Oh no, we're persecuting based on hair color, and <laughs> all these pure-haired, white and silver-haired people get to live in luxury and and niceness, and all in look the at all eighty-five these... districts. Yes. And only the 86 with their different hair colour have to be gone. It, it is obviously an allegory to racism. It's it's not subtle. And multiple times, I feel, throughout the first three episodes, we just get beaten round the head with, oh, yeah, Lena, she's so good because she cares for the 86 and she likes them and they, she sees them as human because she stands oh. up in that big lecture and she <laughs> starts, like, espousing to the new recruits. And, like, it's as subtle as a brick and, like, we get it. Yeah. On on that level, we everybody should understand racism is bad. Obviously, there are still people in the world who don't quite think that, but I don't think that they watch anime. <laughs> okay. I think, um, okay, this links very closely to character then, because Lana, Lena, Lena is... Lana! <laughs> what, okay. Um, Archer? Oh, no, no. Uh, no. Um, absolutely not. Um, whiffed. Lena is grating in many ways. One in particular is what you just said there is this way that she's supposed to be portrayed as this character who looks beyond people's differences and yep. sees people as humans. Yet uh-huh. she is still sending them to their deaths and working mm-hmm. for the military where she has this protected position. position. Her uncle. Yeah. Like she's 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 basically, well, yeah, yeah. She 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 has privilege even within her own society. She's yep. like the privileged within the privileged, and mm-hmm. because she sees these, we're supposed to. She's that's supposed to be like a redeeming quality quality of her. Like I don't, I don't know. It, it's a bit sickening, really, to think that she can get all upset about this and then be like, "No, I will be the best leader. I will take these people, and we will yeah, charge, I'll and we will. Stu- just- I'll still defend our nation, I- but I'm going to do it in the." By respecting these soldiers that are under my command. She, she wants it both ways. Like, oh my God, it's mm. so bad that we're sending these people to their deaths. Hey, I'm going to send these people to their deaths. Yep, off I go. But no, because I'm the best commander, maybe they won't go to their deaths. But time and again, we see that that's not always possible <laughs> because war is hell and, you know, people well, die also, also, it's been four four years and no one in this squadron has died until she comes along. Um, there's one person who dies, or maybe two, because by when she takes well, we see, over, there's yeah, already see, a gra- there's already a grayed out box. Yeah, for someone we see who's... we see we see someone who's died because he takes the. Well, that, that's the thing. Mm. They they make a big point that there was a bit in the in the, the the discussion in the commentary that was like, oh, they haven't lost a they haven't lost a soldier. That's why they're the best mm. squadron. And then he's got all these names in this box, and we literally see him shoot someone on his own in his own squadron because yeah, to put it out of misery sort of thing. I think the idea is that the squadrons are uh, routinely reformed. So like you might not spend all four years in the same squad um, because we know that Raiden and Shin used to be on the same team together, but not with the rest of the group. So right. I think the Spearhead okay. Squadron is a squadron that was recently formed. Uh, and and that's why it's gone defeated. through so many. Yeah. So that's okay. why they've gone through so many handlers recently. And that's why it's a weird thing. Mm. Um, 
Whereas, yeah, in- interesting. Oh, yeah. But I, I yeah. completely get well, on board they, with your point that. Yeah, because yeah. they, they, they say, um, they say like they were surprised that she'd lasted a week. So that suggests that there, there has been a massive turnover in recent times. Mm. It's that, that would be ridiculous if it was four years of every yeah. single, every couple of days. <laughs> They're losing commander. the commander and nobody's mentioned it. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, this is the first time. Oh, it's those come guys up. over there! Don't worry about it. Don't worry about it. That guy blew his brains out. Yeah. <laughs> Why? Well, we looked into it, and it turns out um, we don't know. We don't know. It's just oh. you know, but it's an ethical war. Trust yeah. me. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Um, yeah. So I, I, I don't really agree with that, La- and and that she's called out on that at the end of episode three. That's what I do like. I think yeah. the fact that that the characters and we see even from the very first time she kind of logs in and she's being um, all this nicey-nicey. It's like, oh, like, good day to you, everybody. How's everybody doing? Oh, we're in the middle of a life or death battle, are we? Nothing new then. (laughs) Um, But even when she says, oh, this is going to be my last time as your commander, and then the person dies under her watch before she shifts to the spearhead squadron, Mm -hmm. the new person who overtakes her, like, there's this, like, harsh almost like sinister bit where she finds out she's going to the spearhead because she knows of yeah shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah 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 and she's yeah. like oh good luck you're good luck. yeah 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 exactly <laughs> and it's like um <laughs> and like even when we she uses the parade which is this device that lets you basically telepathically communicate with people so she yes. checks in with the squadron every night and we see so many of them who are just like nah not engaging actively looking unhappy and that that's there from the start and when she does finally kind of get called out she like this has turned her entire world upside down it's like oh no daddy's little angel is literally <laughs> at the end of episode three having an emotional breakdown over the yeah, fact yeah. that she's been told that she's not this divine yeah savior to the 86 and i yeah. like the fact that that's rocked her world so much i do um I just, I, I get a little bit of whiplash with the relationship between the 86 and everybody else because yeah. they pander a lot. And, 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 and I think that's what frustrates me. I think it's just that, that, that scene towards the end and that big speech that, um, the girl, I can't remember her name, who is basically, um, Shin's oh, the, two. yeah, the black haired girl. Yeah. 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 She, she gives this big, powerful speech to lena and it's basically just expositing their position it's just basically Mm. saying oh we don't see you as this because this just because you do this 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 and it's almost like oh so that's why there's been a bit of whiplash between it you've just been pandering to her you've just been sort of using it as entertainment yeah Um, and we see them snickering and like doodling nasty pictures of them and kind of like pulling faces at her naivety throughout yeah, but well. I still don't think it's enough. Like, and and again, yeah. there's there's a massive, there's there's a there's another girl. It might even be the same girl who's far too woke for this series. Like, she sits, she's like, "Do you hate us?" And then she gives the uh, so Lena says, "Do you hate?" asks her, "Do you hate us in the in the city? Mm. Do you hate the military or do you hate the the eighty Yeah, and she gives and she, this really woke perspective. Well, oh. Uh, how can I hate everybody? I know that there's not everybody's bad. Some are good, just like there are some good 86 and some bad 86 and gives this mm. really balanced viewpoint. And it's like, okay, 
where's the conflict? Okay, like, but actually, why are you why are you mad? And yeah, I need more it, conflict between the eighty six and and Lena. Uh, between the eighty six and the the the, the city, because so, another question that maybe is answered later on. It's not really clear why the eighty six have put up with this or do exactly as they're told all the time. It's like they. They they don't seem to they seem to be really settled to follow orders from inside the wall. Mm. Um, I think it's the idea that, and you see this a lot in the real world as well, which is maybe a, a bit of a parallel. In that, we learn in the first three that all of their rights and uh, homes and everything were completely stripped away, and they were sent to internment camps. And basically, yeah. they just and the girl who gives the big speech even mentions, oh the internment camps were super bad and we struggled for food. And uh, we see the spearhead squadron, glory be to them, um, actually seeming, seemingly having a fair, fair amount of food. They seem to have rations and they're eating meat and they're, they're eating breakfast and dinner. And they get to basically, when they're not fighting, get to do their own thing. So, And we see this in real life as well, where you get scholarships and you get things to join the military. And it brings people from, and it's targeted at people from those low socioeconomic areas. And maybe here by the empire and the city forcing them into being this low down trodden class, their only recompose is to join the military. Because we find out as well that most of the 86 are teenagers. So that means that all of the men at the, and elderly have presumably been killed in the past however many years this war's been going on for. And the only well, yeah, ones left are the new. That's a hell of a question, isn't it? Oh shit! Just <laughs> broke, broke my iPad there. Um, uh, the, the, that's a hell of a question about populace, though, isn't it? Like this was mm. one region. I guess it could be huge. There's no reason why the um, mm. dis- the the district has to be the same side. But you've got 85 districts inside the wall and one district out. Mm. They, that insinuates they're the same size because it was only they've only been called the eighty six since like going if, if to it was that district since going to yeah and since since like they've been called the eighty six because the, it's the eighty sixth district the only reason they'd be called the eighty sixth district is if <laughs> all the districts were comparable which suggests I think the the idea that Lena says in the lecture is that they all used to live equally. Yeah, and then everybody with different coloured hair was carted to the eighty sixth district. They were renamed as the the something pigs, the eighty six, yeah. yeah. and then that was it. Like everybody was basically it was almost a kind of a Nazi style yeah, yeah. move of yeah. dragging all the different people yeah. out, chucking them into camps, and then that's it. Like you now live in the eighty sixth district. You are now the eighty six. Yeah, and I f- I think the the size question you posed comes up as well because the 86 district is where the camps are because we've mm. crammed all these people into there. But the war that's happening is on all fronts. Yeah, okay. Because these Legion robots are basically overwhelming on all these different fronts all around the city. The city is like... Because there's no other nations or anything that they, they seem to be in contact with. It's just this isolated nation using this essentially slave populace to fight their own battles for them. Yeah. So do they have to, are they, is, is the 86th district located just on one side of the city or is it spread around the entire thing? 
if the war's what? on all fronts, mm. how do they fight it? it, it or is the dish because the eighty six district? Is mm-hmm. the, yeah. So they take the soldiers from there, and then like yeah. with the spearhead squadron, they have their own barracks and they have their own front line there. Yeah, and then they get some support from the main so there'll city. Be dif- different squadrons and- positioned around the yeah. city, effectively. Okay. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I still, I still, my, 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 I still question like the fact that they have all the weapons that they're doing all the fighting. It's the difference yeah. with Nazism and stuff is that they didn't have weapons, have to do weapons, it with. Yeah. and they were they were brutally punished if anyone mm. tried anything. Um to stand up against the Nazis, which mm. in this situation we haven't seen yet. We haven't seen yeah. what happens if you disobey, if you yeah. refuse to do that, if you turn against the, the empire aristocracy, city the empire, yeah. aristocracy thing. Yeah. yeah so um, I guess that potentially could come. I'm just curious as to yeah. that relationship. Yeah. It'd be, it's an interesting one to explore. And as far as I'm aware, they do somewhat address it, but I think the overall thing is, they get to live more freely if they fight. And of course, you've got to remember that the Empire still has a military of standing silver-haired people. Like we see that they've got like weapons and stuff, even if they are drunk on the job half the time. So mm. like... Okay, I might have missed that. Mm. I might have missed the weapons that they have. Um, okay, let's talk about the weapons then. Yes, the mecha. The mecha. The juggernauts. Oh, I can what see you your think? eyes twinkle. I think it's fucking ridiculous. Um, no, no, I'm just... No, look, I, th- I thought the animation was insane. It's really yeah. unique and intriguing. Um, there's just, for me, there's a bit of realism that is missing here. And I know that's weird to say in a mecha in the future <laughs> with unbelievable tech, but mm. they're, they're, they talk about the fact that these are beaten down, fragile yeah. things that fall apart and don't work properly. Yet and the then. moves we see them do, especially Shin, that you know, okay, he's godlike, he's Levi in in this situation. Yeah. He can do things that the others can't. He should still be limited by his equipment, and he seems to not be. Like he's landing full force on top of things. He's mm. gliding around at full pelt, skidding, basically doing three sixties, climbing walls. You know, grappling hooks, gra- Spider-Man grappling swinging through the streets. Yeah. It, it all just seems a little bit OP for a machine that is like, there doesn't seem to be a weakness when he's in it. And that's not what I want. I still want him to struggle and battle in mm. way. Like these are supposed to be so high tech being drones that they're fighting against. Mm. So yeah. why are they doing so well? I think part of that can come down to the fact that this is the elite squadron. And I think the other part of it comes down to it's the first three episodes and we have to show that Shin is a badass and they address <laughs> They address your problem when the mechanic says, oh, you come back every time with your machine on the cusp of it. Yes, it doesn't affect the fight itself, but we only really see him fight twice so far. And he does trash his mech at the end of the second fight. So I understand. And (laughs) I can say that later on, we see elements of that come into it more. But at this point in the show, it's, it's that introduction. We're meant to see the spearhead squadron being the best without okay. Lena. I guess another element of it is something, and I'm going to throw this at you because this is something you always argue. There okay. wasn't necessarily a sense of weight to the machines. That's a note that I've made as well. Um, yeah. I really like the designs of the juggernauts. I've actually got two model kits of them that are 
waiting oh, to be built. Yeah, that, that, I bet they'd be quite cool to build with all the spindly legs. They're like scorpions, oh. aren't they? Or like yeah. yeah, just like scuffling around. I love. There's a design from the Code Gear spin-off, um, which oh, right. is kind of similar. That it goes into like a four-legged mode. Anyway, I digress. <laughs> Yeah, I just like the fact that there are these weird spidery things with swords and cannons on them. But Mm. it is like you say, when they move around, there's moments when it feels like it has weight, like when they're just moving towards the battlefield. But the second that the action picks up, and like you said, they're skidding and moving around, it does feel a little bit more like a toy that somebody's playing with. It looks amazing. Yeah, yeah, the animation is is pretty sick. There is that disconnect. I think that A1's done a great job with the CG here mm. like there was no real moment that i thought yeah that's a bit janky yeah uh, yeah and the aesthetics really aside cool. from the weight like, yeah yeah the aesthetics cool the like like the the damaged armor and the the, the colors and everything the color schemes i, I think mm. are really really gritty um yeah but yeah it is it is just that it. weight in the um in in the in the fight scenes that does remove you from it like you say um mm. okay well, we're, we're in agreement there. Then he jumps down and one shot, point blank, blows a legion through the head. And I'm just like, oh, damn, that's cool. <laughs> Speaking of the um, the legion, um, did you have a particularly favorite design of the baddies? There was, oh, there was only really a few shown off. Yeah. Kind of not, the, there was a big cannon one. There was... That's my favorite. <laughs> shooty, little shooty ones with pew-pews. And then I can't really remember that. I Like, I didn't... I didn't really get enough of them, I think, in these first three mm-hmm. to really appreciate them. I could see that there's going to be some difference between them as we move forward. But at this stage, it was just they dis- they disposed of them in pretty much the same way. It was just get close to them and kill them. Um, yeah, get close. Cause they, slice cause all of, or shoot. All of, the, all of the juggernauts are designed the same, right? Um, some of stage. them have slight differences. So, yeah. At this point, the main one that we see is Shins. So Shins has the big cannon on it and it has the two blades at the front. Oh, but right, some okay. of the other designs have like a bigger cannon and then no blades or mm. they've got okay, yeah. um, like a rifle. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So there are differences. Okay. Well, yeah, I think it'd be more interesting to see how they t- tackle things on their end um, rather than the enemy. I think... Yeah, so far the enemy's pretty generic. You've got your big cannon, you've got your shitty yeah. things, and then you've got your... Your know. little skybirds that block your oh, radio yeah, sky communication. Birds. Yeah, yeah. Fucking thousands of them. At the beginning, I was like, holy crap. This oh, is, uh, God. This is going to be tricky. And then I realized they're just blocking stuff. They really should have made those, weaponized those. Do like they weaponize those? a swarm just like well, comes down. Just kamikaze style. Just... <laughs> yeah, just... Boom, 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 boom. Um... I can't remember. I don't think they do. I think those ones specifically stay to block out radio signals. Yeah, yeah, because otherwise it'd be too OP. I've just watched Wreck It Ralph for the first time. Um, really, for the first yeah. time, it's twenty twenty two. Well, honestly, this week I'll talk about it at the end. Um, I've done a Disney binge of of Disney shows that I haven't caught up on, or Pixar at least. And um, yeah, that was one of them that I watched last night. Um, I was doing other stuff, so I wasn't really as engrossed in it as I wanted to be, really, but um yeah it's meh Mm. um but anyway they've got a big swarm of bugs and stuff in that that sort of attack things yeah um rush sure have we talked about shin much apart from not really he's uh and his methods on the battlefield we talked about how much of a good pilot he is and that he's a stoic boy who doesn't really do much else Mm. but then we get the interesting twist 
uh, in episode two, where I think his name's Cujo, gets uh, shot up in battle against a bunch of the Legion. And oh, yeah. Shin, instead of trying to, yep, instead of trying to take him back to get like patched up or anything, he just walks over and just pops, shoots him, him dead in the head. Uh, and his <laughs> and Cujo, if that's his name, I'm sure that isn't that the America the, the film about the dog. The big dog, yeah. Yeah. And that is, like, traps a guy in a really hot car. I think. <laughs> oh, God. Brutal. Um, anyway, yeah. So Cujo says, don't forget don't forget about me. Always remember me or something like that. Yeah. And Shin just downright ignores him. <laughs> just, just doesn't respond. <laughs> just puts just a bullet through his say a thing. skull. Um, and then proceeds to remember him by carving a bit out of his mecca and mm-hmm. carving his name into it and putting it in his little tin to show that he does in fact remember everybody so it yeah. begs the question why not give the guy a bit of comfort before he dies by saying okay i will just like, one word just one word enough one word but no he's just point blank cold I'm, I'm not even going to acknowledge your dying request <laughs> Maybe it was too hard for him. Maybe that's what they're going for. It was too emotional. It's too, too emotional. To he's choked up yeah. whilst he sits there with no expression on his face. Yeah. I, I thought it was interesting that Cujo starts by being like, oh, damn it, I don't want to die. I don't want to die. And then as soon as he sees Shin, he's like, okay, I'm gonna die. <laughs> that's it for me. <laughs> but then after that, the scene hard cuts to everybody back at the base for dinner and everyone's just joking and laughing like they've not lost a yeah. combat. Yeah. Which, I mean, you get a sense of it at the breakfast scene where they're all talking about how the fact that, oh, yeah, we're all going to die anyway. We may as well. Oh, just yeah. Enjoy. And they're laughing, laughing and joking about that as well, aren't they? We might die tomorrow. Yeah, we might die tomorrow. Hey, look, a cat. <laughs> hey, look, a whole 10 minutes of sketchy, etchy women dancing in the water. Now, and I didn't think toms. that was that bad. Oh my god! It was a big pet. It was so. There was not that much skin, and then it gets immediately like one of the best jokes that has ever come of one of these sketchy etchy moments. Because whenever the peeping tom arrives, everyone just goes like "kia" and like screams because they've been seen. What do these girls do? They all pull guns on them. <laughs> yeah, they do. I like that. I like that they did that. But I don't care. It's not enough. Like the scene was pointless. Them completely yeah. pointless the o- the only defense i have for it is that it gives them a chance to kind of it gives them a chance see that they're teenagers and they've got teenager problems they're talking about boys at least they're not talking about breast sizes like every other bloody show does no but and they are not, talking like, about boys and there. she's getting all embarrassed about the fact that she might like shin and it's like uh she likes shin and she's like no i don't it don't be ridiculous and it's like I, what like really this is what we need Right, I mean, you're going for a bit of levity. Fine. Yeah. Have them play a game. The have them play a bit of sports game. Have them have them do some ba- Twilight baseball. Or yes, something. Twilight baseball. I would take <laughs> over this, but no. Let's have them bathe provocatively in a. Well, it's not that provocative. I'm not saying they're going over the top with it, but it's just so. Yeah, they're still in their full military kicks. Like, no, it's not, not in, the worst sketchy etchy. They're in their undergarments. Yeah, they're, they're tank tops. and yes, tank tops and, and their, their shorts. <laughs> no, they've got shorts on, haven't they? No, oh, one of them was wearing full-on khakis. They brought, <laughs> that they've rolled up. Oh, right. But yeah, no, oh, I see what you bit, mean. A like, bit of ankle. I don't, ooh, 
Shin would like a bit of shit. You harlot. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Stop with these temptations. Yeah, yeah, I um, I could see that they could have done this in a different way, but I think the framing as well, because this episode starts with Lena being like, "I'm so sorry about what happened to this character," and then we have the entire episode being like really kind of jovial, and then kind of like the tension sinks into it again when we see the conversation from Lena's side; she's having a good time, and then we hear the bang. And then it's the girl storming off. And then there's a the whole discussion about, oh, you've never even asked us the names. Oh, yeah. That gets even more intense. And then we find out that, yeah, that because was- Lena wasn't um, quick enough, their comrade dies. And she keeps calling it by the call sign. And that comes back and that peeps to the head when she has the breakdown. What did you think of that um, that moment where she realizes that she asked about the cat's name first before <laughs> her soldiers? <laughs> Um, I think it's fair. I think in the, in the, in a narrative of a fictional world where we, we missed it as an audience potentially because mm. they already have character names. Like, yeah, they have their different na- call names for each other and she knows them as these call names and that's what she's communicating with them on a daily basis. So it's not like she's, not got names for them she just hasn't got their proper names because Mm. she's already associating each person with their call name so i think it's it's a fair point like if she is gonna lord herself as this compassionate person she should have asked their names and sort of tried to treat them like that but at the same Mm. time she's got the other side of it where her best friend is like stop giving these people so much humanity and and are treating them mm. so um, compassionately they don't get attached yeah exactly so she is potentially her training kicks in and she doesn't want to know mm. their names because that would be then be too hard um and also like the fact that her side of it is that she sees she doesn't see anything she doesn't see them the juggernauts she doesn't see all she sees are dots on a screen and like map coordinates like another inbuilt part of this system, which is meant to dehumanize the 86 and mean that she shouldn't form these attachments. So even if it's subconscious, the systems that are in place to put Mm. the public at ease are affecting her. And I think that's kind of a cool way that it shows that even if you think that you're the most high and mighty, there's always something that could be getting into your head and changing the way that you think and influencing your viewpoints, however subtly. Yeah, and that's a very good, like, I'm just thinking about real world and society. Mm. There are a lot of people who will spout and preach on the internet, on, on West, in Western media especially, yet we, we know that, and again, I, I don't want to do that. I don't want to fall mm. into the trap of doing that, but it's, I think there's so much of our media is tailored towards, you know, we talk about, um, Twitter and Facebook and all of our, yeah. all of the, the publicizing of stuff that is, what, what's the word? What, the, there's a term, isn't there, where you only see stuff that support, oh, the, the, um, curated the, content or something. Yeah. Yeah. Where all your news articles will come from a certain perspective or will push mm. a certain narrative. So Which that you, the algorithm knows yes. you enjoy. You've spent X amount of seconds looking at this article. So we'll feed yes. you another one and see if you click and read more. 
Exactly. So you're, you're constantly feeding your own narrative and, um, yeah, the, the, there's a lot that people will then jump on, whether it's rights or whatever, whatever, and, 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 and maybe make quite strong opinions and spread quite mm. strong opinions about. And potentially there's always that lens we're looking through, even, mm. even when we it's like we've got something happens, somebody writes a controversial article about it. You read the controversial article, you start getting more controversial articles. They start getting less controversial because you're seeing more of them. And then mm. you find yourself falling Thinking down this rabbit hole. Flat. Exactly. And you yeah. just, it takes a degree of media comprehension and just stepping outside your own bubble, which Lena is purporting to do but falls into the trap of she's not stepping far enough and mm. it, she gets that stark realization and you see it it causes massive mental damage to her <laughs> at the end of episode three and yeah you're right it happens in the real world and we just all, i think all need to take that step and look at what we're consuming and make that value call of if me five years ago saw that i was reading this or if me in 10 years from now sees me reading this what are they going to think and should i expand my sources yeah. or uh, expand well, my yeah. horizons i think it's also just about not going wholeheartedly into something and make and you yeah. know making big decisions and making outlandish claims based on uh, something you've read you know having being reserved and, and considerate about what people portray as mm. that but so yeah anyway called jim said that the earth was flat on facebook so you know yeah and he's read all these him. articles that ask all these questions about how could this be true <laughs> Just because you don't understand it doesn't mean that it's not true. Um, anyway, eighty-six. Uh, that's what we're talking about. Um, yeah. So, it, uh, my prediction is that okay. Or there, Will's prediction of the week. Yeah, that there is really no risk to the what, what are they called? Parades. Uh, parades. Uh, yeah. There's no risk to the parades. When you add when you add visual technology in, um, because they they talk about people going insane and communication and uh, mm. when when if you use them too much, especially for visual. But I think the visual element, like you just said, removes that human side of the eighty six. So potentially that was put in to stop people realizing and to really make that connection. Well, people realize it obviously because you're talking to people, but to make mm. that. But they've been indoctrinated from from the lectures from the young cadets clubs. They've been told that they're which is bizarre, in isn't it? Human, whatever. Oh yeah, yeah, they have, yeah, yeah, because they do realize that. Like she preaches as if they don't know that they're re- that they're people. Well, they and do. They say they just don't they see are, them as people. But they're less than people. It's yeah. in all the textbooks, and he's like, and they're actually quite assertively sh- like counter debating her while she's yeah. there, and she ends well, up that leaving one the military police <laughs> after her. And all the students thinking that she's a crazy person. Yeah. And then there's that one shady guy in the corner who we know is going to come back and be some, some protagonist. Yeah, he's, the mili- he's got the MP sign. He's military police. Oh, right. And he's but like, he the leaves. second she starts talking, he's, he's like, yeah, he's got, he's, it's the SS, mate. You're getting taken to the gulag. <laughs> oh, God. Oh. Um, and then she's like, oh, it's fine. My uncle will My protect uncle. me. Yeah. It's all good. He, he gets me. Um, ah, so you're protected. You pet bitch, watch out. <laughs> um, yeah, so um, also, this whole war ending in two years feels off to me. Um, really? 
yeah something about that feels a bit weird to you does it well it does it does <laughs> um i like the explanation so if it is true the explanation carries out that like these were all developed and then the city has fallen but the robots are, the, the drones are still going and but they're designed to go for a certain length of time and that time is going to end in two yeah, years like that's fair it's well a yeah it's a um a well a well thought out reason i just yeah it just doesn't feel right like maybe I, I thought originally maybe they've been saying this since the beginning and they just keep replacing military majors to sort of cover things and that's why she's been that's why she's so young she's not really the youngest they just keep but like the city would know that it had gone on for more than two years because yeah, they announce I mean? it over the tannoys don't they exactly so i don't really feel like that can be it but there's definitely something off i can't figure out what what it is and I can see you're smirking, so I feel like there's something there, but I don't, I don't know I what you're talking about. I'm not, about. Cle- yeah, I I'm think not it's clever. Spot on. This series has a this series has got a time limit. We just got to like get those two years, then you're out. <laughs> there is no war in Basingse. There is no war in San Mongolia. Is that what it's called? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. San San Miguel. It's San Miguel. <sighs> Go one of those right now. Be nice. Yeah. Cool. Um, do you want to talk OP and ED? Sure, sure, sure. Um, what did you think to the OP? I feel like you love the OP, given what you said earlier. Um, I really do like the OP. I think it's good. And the kind of the split between Lena walking around and um, Shin's side of yeah. things with the Spearhead Squadron are quite nice. Um, I do want to ask you about the directing choices uh, before we wrap up in odds and ends. Um, okay. Yeah, but I think they're quite good. The song, like the song matches the fights but the fight I feel is a bit too short. And then we get this really quite intense ending when it's just showing off different characters from the empire. And I think that is a bit of a shame, but there's one moment in there <laughs> okay. that I want to see if you picked up on. Oh God. That I mean, is kind of sad and bittersweet and it changes between episode one and then two and three. No, there isn't an OP in episode one. So it, it, it doesn't change, but it's, it's, related to what's happened in the episodes i have no idea what you're talking about (laughs) please just tell me and then i'll tell tell you whether i spotted it okay there's there's a a moment where you see a couple of characters from behind um and one of them is clearly uh kujo oh right okay dies in episode two when we see the op Uh, for the first time and and it's like they're standing looking at the sky and there's two others next to him Oh, I would never have got that in a, in a million years. Um, it is honestly blinking. You miss it. I didn't get it until I was reading on the forms. Ah, uh, nice. Let's see. You can't. How the how the crap, Sam? Would you expect me to spot that? Like, I don't pay attention to OPs as closely as most anyway, because I don't know. I just get hooked into it and like, oh yeah, there's pretty colours, um, and it and it has tunes. Um, but then. Tune. To then say that you didn't even spot it until you went on the forums. <laughs> like, what? I should have held on to that. Yeah. <laughs> I've been outed. All uh, my info comes from Reddit. Uh, what did you think? Yeah. Of the <laughs> uh, yeah, I thought it was good. I thought there was some really nice dynamic shots of like the maps and there was um, mm. some good... I, li- I liked, like you said up top, with the um, the contrast between the two worlds. You've got Shin and Lena. Um, they're different perspectives. The music's all right it's good um yeah 
I gave, I would give it a telepathic communications device that might make you go insane out of 10. Oh, wow. That's pretty impressive. Uh, I'll give it uh, the one overpowered juggernaut unit that is kind of crumpled by the end of the fight. Oh, uh, yeah. Okay, cool. Yeah, both, both, both the same kind of vibes yeah. you've got the, kind of the just good, like it's pretty good but by that's the end a of really it, cool like... thing a really cool thing but potentially <laughs> potentially <broken>. not as <laughs> that great potentially broken and not working on some fundamental level yeah. <laughs> all right then what about the ed um did did the image change for the third episode yeah it changed between um both of them so that it changes twice um and it's shots from the episode like dramatic mm. shots from the episode like kind yeah. of swathed out in black and red yeah um yeah it it was all right it was haunting a little bit it was obviously mm. a bit more chilling um it was fine i haven't really got much else to say on it what about you yeah 100 percent carried by the song for me i adore this okay. song Okay, cool. I think it's by Sarano and his vocal unit, and I think it just hits that. It's like when it crescendos, yeah. and the, like the chorus kicks in, like I just can't help but feel goosebumps. I'm just like, oh, this yeah, is so I think good. I'd probably need to listen to it more. Um, yeah, I think only listened but, to it twice. I didn't really appreciate it that much, but it, it yeah, was, but the it was visuals, good. yeah, the visuals, yeah, the visuals are nice. Like it was, it was good choices for um, those emotional scenes. Like the first time it kicks in, uh, it shows us that juggernaut. Um, like pointing its cannon to the sky as the twilight is mm. setting in. And that's just kind of like, that's just a nice visual. Mm. And then the second episode, I think it's, the, it starts as they're talking. So it starts as the characters are finishing a discussion and then it kicks into the image, which I, which I always quite like. So in that sense, I'm going to give it a couple more points. Um, I give it an 86 out of a hundred. <laughs> <laughs> oh, how long have you been saving that? Um, Okay, I give it an 85 districts um, and a one outside racist institute <laughs> that's uh, out of 100. Yeah, that's, that's, that's what I'm going with. Um, any other okay. odds and ends? What did you want my opinion on? Uh, yeah, the directing. So the choice to keep cutting between the two worlds, almost like it hits the ad, it's like, we have we start with like the spearhead squadron and then the op kicks in then we're back with lena then it's the mid credits roll and it's spearhead again and the after credits goes back to lena what did you think of like very decisively dividing up the story in that way i think it's i think it works i think there's there's different ways of doing that i guess you could do well you could do episode to episode which i think would be too long i think you could do i don't know I, th- I think they're trying to give as as much screen time as possible to both characters to try and get both perspectives, both worlds into to contrast viewer. them. Mm. Yeah. I don't know. Have you got reservations around it? Have people got reservations around the way they do that? Generally, it's accepted as quite a, a good thing to do because this is a light novel uh, adaptation. And the way that the light novel works is that each chapter is from a different perspective. Mm-hmm. Um, whereas here, what they've done is they've kind of the director's taken it and kind of made it his own and combined or shortened sections and cut sections out. And yeah. I think the first episode is quite just very kind of split. It's here's a big fight. Here's Lena. Here's the squadron. Here's Lena. But then episode two does some cleverer stuff with it. Like that big conversation we hear almost all of it from 
the 86s side first. Right, yeah. And yeah, they're yeah. laughing and joking. It's really warm colors and they're having like almost a bit of fun at her expense. And then it cuts to her and it's almost two minutes of her reacting to the different parts of the conversation alone in her room, yeah. but with big reactions as she does it. Mm. And yeah. I really like the way that it, it even like though that. she's in the safe space, she feels more alone than these guys who are dying every day. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. No, I, I, I like that choice. Um, I'll, I'll talk to you off mic, uh, about what a, a particular reason I, I, that I really like about that, but it's not for the podcast. Um, Ooh. Secret yeah. reasons. Secret and, reasons. And, uh, secret, secret reasons. reasons. <laughs> Go back and listen to our uh, Avatar The Last Airbender episodes if you want reference for that. Um, yeah. So um, anything anything else that you want to talk about? I think for me, I think we've pretty much covered everything. Um, yeah. I think my last thing is just the animation on the characters is always very expressive and very good. Yeah. Uh, I mentioned during the Dress Up Darling episode about um, exaggerated realism, and we get a few moments of that, but it is more standard across the board. But there's a, particularly with Lena, where she's adjusting her hair as she's listening to the conversations, and the mm. ink blot sinks into the paper a bit more because she holds it for too long. There, there's moments yeah, yeah, yeah. where the human characters just really pop, and I mm. have to give credit to the production for that. But yeah, cool. That's it for me. Brilliant. Um, okay, let's get into the big three questions because we need to wrap this up. so sam the first question is about concept Concept. and execution and execution what do you think about the concept of this show (laughs) (laughs) shut up (laughs) (laughs) and and is it executed well uh concept i think is really cool um but it's at the same time you're gonna give it a win yeah i'm i'm biased but also, I will fully admit that this is a concept that has been beaten to death in media of, oh, we're the high and mighty and we're discriminating, but oh, we shouldn't do that. We shouldn't discriminate. That's that's a bad. And it has been done to death, but I do mm. think that it is a useful story to be out there in the world. And the way that this is handled, I really enjoy like the that what we've been talking about, about the contrasting between how much Lena feels like she's isolated because she's caring about something, whereas the 86 are just freewheeling. The idea of the mechs, weightlessness aside, I think they're actually somewhat more realistic than, say, like a Gundam is. Like, you see a big robot running around on two legs. That's not going to be able to work practically. I feel <laughs> As like you know more... from your experiences with going to... At the, the Gundam, Gundam base in Yokohama... <laughs> But these things feel more like something we might see Boston Dynamics be able to pump out because it's got all of that. It <laughs> seems like it's lightweight and it seems like it's kind of those extra legs provide extra support for it. So I think the execution of the world... It's, basic, that, it's basically a great Bamzuki, isn't it? That's what you're saying. Oh my God, the great <laughs> Bamzuki. Oh, early 2000s kids, rise up. Yeah. That was a good show. That you built your own show. little insect robot thing. It's across the table. Virtually. Yeah, virtually. Mm. Back in the 2000s. I think it had four pixels to it. Like, <laughs> like, there, was a web, there was a website you could make and you made your own, but it's yeah. also a t- TV show where you, and you you'd run it around obstacle courses and time it. and Oh, really cool concept. That is a really cool concept of a show. Where's the anime for this? 
<laughs> yeah, like that is yeah, genuinely what the great designing Banzuki virtual twenty ninety five or something. It's like you design your own virtual Bamzuki and then it plays out almost Yu-Gi-Oh style where they battle against each other or race against each other to see whose is the best virtually in front of you. Um, now, I'd like to point you towards the, the anime Gundam Build Fighters, where they build their gunpla in any way they can imagine, then put them into a virtual machine to fight each other. Oh, my God. I, I'm in. I, I'm 100% in. This is how we get them, boys. This is how yeah. we hook them on Gundam. Anyway, yeah, I think concept d- kind of worn out, but done in an interesting way. And the execution is, for me, almost flawless throughout these first three episodes. Wow. Buying a few, buying a few issues with um cg weight and some character moments but i can see where they're going with it which kind of makes me think that it's a necessary evil for the first few episodes okay. how about you so my the concept i really like i i love any sort of is this post post apocalyptic <laughs> um um kind of <laughs> apocalypse in progress i think <laughs> okay uh yeah so <coughs> I, I i like the concept because I'm a sucker for anything that has these alternate perspectives, you know, the downtrodden versus the high and mighty, um, real world sort of references, that sort of um, approach to a, to a, to a show. Mm-hmm. What what I what I think this is lacking is first of all, I think there are some. Well, first of all, there's the weightlessness and stuff that we talked about with Mecca. That's a very small thing. Like I can completely mm. push that aside. For me. There's some very clear points where there's a lot of character exposition that are trying to do the job of illustrating perspectives that I think could be done better. Like the part where the the girl is so woke, she's such got a balanced perspective on all the different characters. Mm -hmm. That to me was really jarring. It was like she's a teenager who's supposed to have teenage problems, supposed to have all this built up hatred for the establishment yet she's got this really balanced, calm view of the world. And then mm-hmm. the final episode of episode three, where there's that whole spiel where she just exposits the Lena's faults and all of these things, which I think are really good points. Mm-hmm. I just think it felt like, oh, we need to exposit all of this right now, rather than just infer it. It was like, oh, you feel this because of this. You feel this because of this. I think... Mm, or instead of like holding it off i think okay counterpoint um for the for the 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 final one yeah this is coming whilst they're still on the battlefield looking at one of their comrades who is dead yeah so and there's it's a lot just of this moment there, of rage is, and yeah they're just they're well, it's just very, venting well and we very know this well, character as way as well hasn't liked her from the beginning it's the one that draws her as the pick yeah but it's very well articulated rage Let's put it that way. Like True. It, it, it hits about seven plot points of like <laughs> perspective ov- overload. It's like, we think this because of this. You don't think this and you know this and this. you didn't even do this. It's like, boom, 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 See, that's boom, why boom. she shuts down. It's just too much at the same time. So she has a mental breakdown. Boom. Yeah. <laughs> you can't As be rage-filled and articulate. <laughs> <laughs> As for the other one, the calm one, I don't have much to defend other than you could assume that this is just the perspective she's got because she's accepted that she's going to die and she just doesn't care. So she doesn't have it in her to have this level of hatred or anger. That, yeah, and we maybe. see that they talk about it, but again, very well articulated, very balanced when really there should still be a grain of anger there. 
There should be. There should, there, should, there should be some sort of hatred, some sort of animosity towards them. But Just I suppose it doesn't have to be everybody who has that hatred and animosity. We see loads of other members of the Spearhead have that hatred and can't stand to listen to Lena. So why can't there be a few that are more chilled out and balanced? Well, because they're all from the same, they're all coming from the same perspective. I don't think it needs to be completely one-sided, mm. but to be perfectly balanced in almost like a objective viewpoint you know she's mm. almost removed herself from the situation and gone yeah and she's a teenage girl that's been brought up in atrocious situations with no adult figures there to guide them in this perspective she's learned mm. this omnipotent viewpoint i don't know if omnipotent <laughs> is the right right word but the, this overarching viewpoint by herself in these circumstances fighting for a cause that isn't her own like it mm. just seems so minuscule that, that's why not that's why i disagree with her her perfectly fair, I balanced mean, viewpoint yeah but fair enough but maybe she just she doesn't care clear, she's yeah. good at fighting she gets food at the end of the day and sometimes that's literally all somebody needs on that hierarchy of needs and but that that's different to what she said some... that's different to this oh there's good in everyone there's good here there's good there like she doesn't know hmm. the people inside the wall does she like she hasn't met them she's assuming all of it based on her knowledge of yeah. humankind of which she knows these angry people who hate the inner, hate the white, <laughs> hate the 86. white. But she people. also knows these these coloured-haired eighty-six people who maybe in the internment camps there were some awful people in there. But she's now found a group that are now really happy and are accepting. <laughs> so she has that balance. Yeah. All right. We'll agree to disagree. <laughs> yeah, we'll agree to disagree on that one. Okay. So uh, that it for concepts and execution for you. No, no, because the final point is the backstory. I don't think this does enough world building at this stage. I'm I'm assuming mm. this maybe comes later, but there's there's no information about how this war came about and I think mm-hmm. I almost want for it to feel real. I want to see why where how, where these machines came from that they're fighting against. So why do you want an episode 1 10 minute exposition dump of do you want attacked up destiny where we find out where all the music arts came from in the form of a little storybook? That has nothing to do with the rest of the plot and then just get swept aside immediately anyway. No. Because what... I want world building. Mm-hmm. I, I, I want... say we get a fair bit of it. Why is there a war? Because these autonomous weapons built by this country that's been consumed by these autonomous weapons are now on the rampage and they have to... And the great country of the walled city has to fight back in order to protect themselves but we found an ethical way to do it without sacrificing any of no, our I get, people. I get i get the defense side of it i just don't understand where the motivation for the like what well, how did the robots do you know what i mean like the, 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 this well they're just like civilization they're, they're robots that are just going to fulfill their alpha protocol or whatever it is they their their prime directive is to go and to conquer and to take over and it's just a. It's like zombies. It's like zombies, but with more guns strapped to them. Are they though, or are they also? Do they also have people in? Who knows? Who knows? That's the mystery, and I think that's our, another point that is really good. Is that we almost are coming into this because we are coming into this completely blind to the world, mm. and it's almost like we're one of the citizens. Citizenry. Citizenry. Citizen. A citizen. <laughs> There's like another word for it. But anyway, we're one of the citizens in that we only get fed what the government wants us to see. 
And from Lena's point of view, she's only finding out the bits and pieces of the 86 and the fact that she's not all perfect in dribs right. and drabs. But the 86 okay. seem to you know are, more you is are going agree- on. You are agreeing with me that there is a lot of backstory and a lot of world building withheld. Yes, but I think that okay. that's a good story. That's that fine. You can start in media res and get that information as the plot goes on. I don't think that's you need fine. to know everything by episode three. We might not, but I still think it takes away from my experience right now. Mm. Right now, I don't know that. And I think I would be more engaged in the show if I had a bit more understanding of the scope of this world and the scope of, you know, like Attack on Titan does this well. You know, Does it? Attack on Titan keeps you minusculely inside the walls. Yes, but it still feels so lived in and so real. And it's got mm. like your little screenshots at your advert breaks where you've got your little bits about the oh, walls the big, and about like, the wall marrying. And you can pause and read and, up on and, it. Yeah. And do you know what I mean? It, uh, I don't know. It's okay. Whatever. I'll give it a pass. Fine. It's going to come. I'm hoping I'll uh, let, let's move on. Are there any big turnoffs? Big turnoffs? Um, no, I don't think so. Apart, uh, unless from, you're apart like from deeply offended by CG weapons. No, I'm deeply offended. I'm deeply offended by that fucking scene in the lake where they're dancing around like idiots <laughs> and talking about boys and then they get peeping toms and it's just just too long i don't care about it i don't want it yeah and i all i know is fair. that one of the girls fancies the main guy which obviously like he's the protagonist anyway <laughs> apart from that there aren't any major turnoffs um there's not even that much blood yeah. and gore um yeah it's all quite like it's implied but there's nothing like super explicit we're not seeing like if you don't like the concept, levels. if you don't like the concept, you're not going to like this. Um, but apart from that, it's fine. Mm. Um, so the way I'm going to phrase this, the, the do you want to watch any more? Will is the fact that knowing that a lot of the answers to your problems with the concepts come down the line. Yes, you sip on that water like a oh, well-to-do gentleman. <laughs> um, do you want to watch more of this and find out those answers, or f- to just see more cool mechy action? Yes, I All do. Right. I I don't think. Look, you rave about this show. I I do. I wasn't blown away. Maybe because the like you said, the concept has been done, and the concept mm-hmm. is fairly common in media. So on that regard, maybe that's why I wasn't blown away. I thought. I think, from my perspective, I'm going to watch this show as a good bit of entertainment not nothing groundbreaking yeah. a good bit of action some good cool fight scenes maybe the plot will develop and it'll be this mind-blowing thing like attack on titan and i think mm-hmm. there are some secrets there that we don't know about like the other the other the enemy and about what did we talk earlier the the the, the necklace the parade yeah the parade and there was something else that i that we sort of don't know about that oh the the two-year war the two-year war thing Seems, oh yeah, how long seems, it's going to take until they deactivate? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah seems a bit out of place. So the, I think there are things there that could keep it really engaging mm-hmm. and some twists along the way. So yeah, I think it does enough. Um, I think we put it in the universe, and 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 that is partly based on what I've seen, also slightly based on your excitement for the show. And I feel like yeah. it'd be, I think it, I think it's got potential. So yeah, hmm. lovely. Happy well. I obviously agree. And I will yeah. say to kind of like put your mind at ease, I entered 86 in the exact same headspace as you. 
in terms oh, of okay. like this is just a good bit of action. Yeah. There's a lot that I don't really know that's going on. Mm. The characters here and there don't really make much sense, but I'll keep watching it because I like the action, the soundtrack's banging, and yeah. the directional choices and the lighting that they use and the camera angles and everything really appealed to me. So I went okay. at it as thinking this is going to be a nice, maybe 7 out of 10, nice ride yeah. along, yeah, just yeah. a nice happy trash food I can watch, get some nice mecha, <laughs> give me that mecha, num, 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 num. Yeah. And I'm very glad that I did keep watching it. So yeah. I hope that you do too. Uh, so yeah, well done, 86, 86. You have made it <laughs> into the Anniverse. Uh, yes. We think that you have done enough to be recommended to a first-time viewer. Yeah, good. All right, we'll we'll leave it there. We're going to talk briefly about what we've been doing in the week outside of watching 8686. Um, 8686. If you've liked what you've heard, make sure you go back and listen to our previous episodes. Hit us up on uh, Discord, Facebook, t- Twitter, not really Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, where we'll post clips of our other shows so you can sort of get a taste for what they're about. Um, yeah, we'd love to hear your views on 86 see if you agree with both of us um either of us if you disagree with any of our points i have been a little bit critical i like i like to try and you know pull pull as much out of it i do like to dig in because at the end of the day we need we need some uh controversy not controversy we need some conflict which is sometimes what this show lacked uh and yeah i think that's always important in any sort of discussion that we have Definitely two true. different sides. Um, all right, we're going to get agree. into Slice of Life and talk about what we've been up to. Thank you guys for listening. We'll see you next week. Thanks, guys. Bye. All right, well, welcome back to Slice of Life, the section of the show where we just catch up about what we've been doing this week. Then we're going to keep it kind of brief here today. So what have you been up to, Will, since last we spoke? I have watched season two of Witcher. Oh, get in! <laughs> I'm so happy. So good. Oh my god, I'm so glad that you're on board with it. I've tried the bard so came back! The bard came, came back! Jasky came back! <laughs> oh, his new song as well is a banger as well. Oh. Burn, butcher, burn! Oh. Yeah. Oh, and he gets he... so many more small, funny songs throughout as well. Yeah, yeah. Oh, He's good. I love him. Um, to pieces. Yeah, really exciting plot developments there. Really love it. So I'm excited for season three. Do we know when that's coming out? Uh, season three is confirmed. We have a prequel. M- we already have a prequel anime movie that we could maybe cover for the Anniverse. Oh, and man. there's a, another even more prequely movie coming soon. Cool. Right? Yeah. No, I just remembered from the show there was the yes. mi- there was the minotaur house that is in the book that i actually read a part of like i've seen two of the adventures i've read two yeah. of the adventures that are in this there was the weird crypt uh the striga yeah 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 and then there was the the my no, he wasn't a minotaur but he had the, it was like a big like a beast. big boar thing who yeah, was keeping and, a hold of a really nasty yes. creature oh so good so good nice. exactly how it is in the book as well it's really good. It, uh, Honestly, shot for shot. It was incredible. Um, and I assume this season you liked a bit better that it went a bit more linearly. Yes. Yeah, yeah. And it's got some... Yeah. Yeah, I did. I did. I got I got, I got a grip with who people were, were a bit more. Uh, there are some names that are quite similar as well, though, that often through. Yeah. But yeah, it was good. Um, outside of that, as I said earlier, I... 
was I've been watching a few Disney Pixar things and uh, trying to catch mm-hmm. up on stuff like that. Um, I watched Brave for the first time, which I hadn't ever watched all the way through, mm. which I really enjoyed. I thought that was good. I watched Turning Red. The oh, that's the brand new one, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. A lot of anime a lot of references. good things. Yeah, yeah, it's set twink, in like 2002, I think, as well. Yes, it is 2001, 2002. Um, Tamagotchi's are rife. Um, yeah, it's, it's it's good. I think I think you'd enjoy it. It's a fun fun experience. Um, and I watched Onward, which oh yeah, they're kind of like the weird. They look almost kind of like Jack Blackie, kind of teenagers in the back of a beat up van, kind of doing yeah something. i mean they're elves but yeah also they're uh, elves <laughs> yeah um honestly one of my favorite pixar films ever wow i really enjoyed it um i didn't think i would i i, I put it off for ages because i thought oh it's not re it doesn't really feel like it fits in that yeah. well but really really enjoyed it enjoyed the characters it's voiced by tom holland and chris oh. chris pratt those are the two brothers um nice. so it's a great great combination uh, i bet they play in. off each other really well yeah yeah they do and i just love the fantasy world like I, I i i never really read that much my biggest experience is probably lord of the rings and things like that uh, and mm. well i guess the witcher and, and stuff like that as well but um it, it was really cool to see like the way they'd amalgamated fantasy with the real world and it was just it really mm-hmm. sort of got me engrossed in that D D sort of style or that sort yeah. of feel, feel feel to it. It was it's cool. Um, yeah. Was what it, about? Oh, go on. Sorry. Um, was it like the modern day? Like, oh, w- w- I guess is it a fantasy world that's basically progressed to the modern day, or is it a fantasy world that's combined with the modern day? So this is this is a really it's a really good question, and it's hard to answer. The um, Super Carlin Brothers, and and there's loads of people who have sort of done on the internet videos around how this fits into the Pixar u- Pixar universe. Um, mm-hmm. It's it's fantasy creatures that doubt, like hundreds and hundreds and thousands of years ago lived in a fantasy world with centaurs and elves mm-hmm. and magic, and over yeah. time they developed human technology effectively. So they all live in houses oh. like human houses. They all drive cars <laughs> like humans, even though they're still centaurs and still elves and still, and fairies. So the fairies lo- ride life-size human motorbikes. So it's this really weird amalgamation of fantasy creatures living in a humanoid world. So that yeah. it's not really built for them. Um, uh-huh. and, ma- and magic has become obsolete because of technology. Um, right that's yeah. weird yeah it is weird it's like one it's guy fun. figured out electricity and was like i've got this <laughs> well the the super carlin brothers the, how they fit it into the pixar universe or, or the pixar timeline is really intriguing it's like it's all to do with wally and how one of the ships that humans escaped on crash landed there and then they found the tech and then they developed tech. Oh, so it's like an, it's another planet almost yeah oh yeah it's, it's definitely another planet they've got two moons um, oh so it's, it's it's established as another planet, um, and they yeah the, the 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 their theory is that it crashes. They uh, find the ship, and obviously the ship does tell can tell you anything that you ask for, can't it? It can. It, yeah, you can ask the, the the wheel questions. Yeah, the Siri, the basically onboard AI. You can ask it things about. So they find out all this information about Earth, about technology, and then they build from that things that mm. replicate you. It's really interesting, really cool. Anyway, 
enough about nice. onwards. Really enjoyed it. I think I'd recommend it. Um, yeah. I'll add what, to my what, list. what have you been up to? Me, um, I have played a bit more Elden Ring. I've basically Ooh. been smashing my head against the uh, super boss, the second super boss, and people are saying it's the hardest one of the game. And it, it's, I've had to take a step away because ah, she's yes. just she's beating my ass for about three days in a row, and I'm just like, nope, I just need to go and play something else. Um, yeah, yeah. The new anime season started up, which I mentioned last week, and yeah. I picked up a new show which I watched yesterday, Ooh. which is called Spy X Family. Which is about Ooh, basically is, is it Spy Kids? Maybe. <laughs> no. There's a little bit of Spy Kids in there. Basically, it's um, it's like an, a grown ass spy man called yes. Twilight, and it's set in kind of like an alternate universe version of nineteen. I want to say forties because they've got like they ride on steam trains and but they've got TVs, so maybe like the fifties or sixties. Okay. And yep. he's the greatest spy ever, and he needs to get close to this uh, guy. And so his mission is to a- enroll a kid in this academy and get with a wife, and he has none of those things. So it's a- the first episode is about him getting a kid and trying to teach <laughs> the kid how <laughs> to, be a to cheat her way into the school. Oh. But the kid has uh, telekinesis, not telekinesis, can read minds. Oh yeah, Te- uh, telepathic. Yeah, she's telepathic, and so the whole first episode is like all these hijinks where she finds out he's a spy, and so writes answers so that he chooses her, and then they go on these little wacky adventures. And there's the action, surprisingly good, but cool. there's also this really wholesome side to it where he's just like trying to be a, a single father. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> a bit like um, a way of the house husband. Is it? Is that- yeah, similar that- in that it's like a person you wouldn't expect trying to do something, doing something in normal life yeah. in the most weird way possible. So yeah, it's really good. It's one episode so far and the wife oh. joins next episode. So Ooh. I'm excited to see where it goes. The manga has been absolutely uh, popping off in terms of popularity. Like it, all the volumes are currently in the top 20 um, of the month's sales chart. So I'll be excited to see where it goes. Awesome. Uh, but yeah, that's about it from me on my end. Brilliant. All right. Well, we'll leave it there then, guys. We've uh, we've kept you long enough. Thank you for sticking around, especially if you've stuck around this far. You're insane, very much. but we love you. Um, let us know what Don't we should call them insane. Next. Well, they well look. Call them lovely people. Okay. Thank you, lovely people. You're very special <laughs> to us. Anniversarians. Um, anniversary. Oh God, no. Uh, Gatewayans. 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 Gatewayalites. I don't know. We'll think about it. We'll, we'll, we'll workshop we'll, it. Yeah, we'll workshop it. Um, okay, thank you all for listening. We'll see you next week in the Anniverse. Stay safe and peace. Peace.